0: All right, good morning. As Jeannie said, my name is Ruthie, and she's right, I do not have any hobbies, but I love people, so I'm really excited to be with you all today. The holidays are a time full of warmth and coziness and fuzzy feelings. We decorate our houses to create a cozy ambiance. Our mailboxes, which are usually stuffed with random flyers of junk mail, are suddenly full of cards from old friends and family. And I'm not sure if any of you have noticed this, but at this time of year, it brings out the best in people. Strangers suddenly start talking to each other. It's like we magically have this ability to say hello. If you walk through the grocery store, I feel like people are much more inclined to say, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. But halfway into January, we all seem to lose this ability and we just go back to ignoring each other again. Well, whether or not you've noticed it, I think it's true that the holidays are a time full of cheer and festivities and, and just glad tidings. We're going to talk today about a piece of news that's behind all of this good cheer. This isn't ordinary news like the kind that would pop up on your newsfeed, on your phone, or a notification. This is news of major historic significance and consequence. It's the kind of news that transformed the course of human history. But this news isn't just the stuff of history books. It's not just out there in abstract. It's actually meant to have a personal impact on your own life today. Have you ever noticed that news seems the best and the brightest when it stands in contrast to a bad piece of news that comes before it? It seems like the worse the initial piece of news is, the better the second piece of good news seems in contrast. About four years ago, I heard the worst news I could have imagined at the time. My dad, whom I loved and who was in his early 60s, he had stage 4 cancer and only weeks left to live. This came out of the blue, and my, my family and I were absolutely devastated at the thought of losing our dad so suddenly. And yet, this news, while terrible, actually opened up the door for my dad to receive a new kind of treatment that had just been launched. This treatment gave him him an amazing quality of life, well past those initial first weeks of that prognosis. And then eventually, we received the wonderful news that his cancer was in remission. It seems like sometimes the best and happiest announcements are those that come on the heels of some very bad initial news. The news we're going to talk about today follows this same pattern. It's really, really good. In fact, it's so good, it has the ability to give each one of us amazing, great joy, but there's some bad news that comes before it. In order for us to appreciate and understand the full weight and significance of the good news, we have to take some time to unpack and really look at the bad news. Getting a clear picture of the bad news will then help us to respond appropriately to the good news. So we're going to hear two pieces of bad news today and then one piece of incredibly good news. So here we go. Bad news number one. We live in a messed-up world filled with messed-up people. No surprise here, right? <laughs> There's signs all over that the world isn't quite right. Just take a look back at the story of human history. It's marred by brutal dictators and bloody genocides and wars. Even our news outlets today aren't so positive. They're filled with stories of natural disasters, racial tensions, mass shootings, and just terrible, senseless acts of violence. But frankly, we don't have to look any further than our own lives to see that there's something not quite right. I know when I take a candid look at my own life, I'm not always very happy at what I see. I see that I'm often motivated by making myself look good rather than what's doing what's best for others. We fight and we have conflict with the people that we love the very most. Many of us face internal struggles, things that might be hidden to other people, but. We know we face them, things like anxiety, depression, loneliness. So no matter where you look, whether at the world around you or within yourself, we can see evidence that we live in a messed up world, filled with messed up people. But instead of honestly facing this, many of us try to distract ourselves. We'd prefer to ignore it and overlook these problems. Many of us turn to YouTube, things like makeup transformation videos, those time-lapse ones, they're pretty incredible and they're very entertaining. Or maybe we binge watch our favorite TV show. YouTube and TV might not be your thing, but do you create endless Pinterest boards for that dream life that you're going to live someday? Or are you always checking your social media and staying up to date on your Instagram stories? Maybe for you, you could try to find distraction through shopping and buying just one more piece to get that look you're trying to achieve. Maybe for you, you pour endless time and attention into your work and and hope that that will absorb your attention. No matter how we try to distract ourselves, though, it's true that there is something wrong in the world around us and within us, and it takes courage and honesty to face it. It's important we don't just breeze past and ignore this first piece of bad news because it actually gets worse. So the bad news is that we live in a messed up world filled with messed up people. But the second piece of bad news is even worse. Messed up people have a messed up relationship with God. You see, the messed up world we live in and our own messed up lives, as hard as they are at times, they're just symptoms that there's a deeper problem. This underlying problem's at the root of all of our other difficulties. I'll explain why. Being messed up, means that we can't have a relationship with God and we actually deserve punishment from him. To understand this, we have to go back, way, way back to the very beginning. Before anything existed, God existed. He created the world and it was perfect. God was a kind God who gave humans a wonderful world to live in and just one simple command to follow God and enjoy a perfect relationship with him. It didn't take long for humans to think they knew better than God and disregard his instructions. It was the first time humans disobeyed God, and it's called sin. Since that time, every human has been born with an inclination to do what they want above what God wants. You don't have to teach a child to whine or scream when, scream when they're upset. It's just a part of their nature. While humans have a natural bent to do wrong, God, on the other hand, is perfect in every way. And because of God's perfection, he can't be close to anything that's less than perfect. In fact, even each and every act of disobedience or wrongdoing has to be punished by God, because God's just. So God is our Creator and our Father, but He's also our judge. He's the judge of the whole world. We know that in an earthly sense, if a judge is to be good, they not only have to pardon and protect the innocent, they also have to give consequences for wrongdoing. We wouldn't feel safe if terrible crimes went unpunished in this world. Well, Similarly, God can't just excuse sin and still be a good and fair judge. So let's boil it all down. All humans are born with a bent toward sin. And this sin bent keeps us from being able to be close to God And even worse than that makes us deserving of punishment from God forever. This is really bad. You might be thinking right now, it's okay, got this covered. I will just do more good things. I will be a better person, and then my goodness will outweigh my badness, and God won't punish me, right? Unfortunately, no matter how many good things you do, you can't live a perfect life. And living a perfect life is the only way to be close to God and avoid his punishment against sin. There's no news worse than this. This is as bad as it gets. And this is reality for you and me and every other person. There's nothing that any one of us, not even Mother Teresa, could do to get us out of this mess. We're all together in this place with this hopelessly bad news just hanging over our heads. Okay, we've talked about our two pieces of bad news. So it's going to get better, okay? So we've, we are messed up and we have a messed up relationship with God. Let's move on to the good news. Do you remember at the beginning when I said that good news seems to shine the brightest when it's contrasted against the dark backdrop of bad news? Well, thousands of years after God made his initial announcement of bad news to all humanity, he made a second announcement. But this time, it was a declaration of good news that would solve our worst problem. This good news broke through the hopeless darkness of human history and offered a real solution to the bad news. God's announcement is recorded in the book of the Bible called Luke. Luke was a doctor who was careful to make sure his writings were historically accurate. Let me paint the scene for you. It's late one night. There are a group of shepherds doing their rather boring and mundane job of watching sheep. I mean, there's a reason people talk about counting sheep to help you fall asleep. So let's pick up right here. You can follow along as I read. Uh, The words will be on the screen. Luke 2, 8 through 11. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. So the shepherds are watching their sheep when suddenly, out of nowhere, an angel appears. The shepherds are naturally stunned and terrified, but the angel tells them quickly to not freak out because they've come with an important message for these shepherds. In fact, the angel says this message is so important, it's not just for the shepherds, it's actually meant for all people. So what's this message? Here we read it. Today, in the town of David a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The angel is essentially announcing that God has sent his Son into this messed up world that's filled with messed up people, with our messed up relationship with God, to rescue people and bring them back into a close relationship with God. But how could this be true? I mean, we just established the fact that No matter how many good things any one of us does, we can't earn our way back to be close to God. How then can God's Son fix this problem? Well, God sent his Son into our world to be born as a human. Let's not move past this too quickly. Think about it. God put his eternal Son with his limitless power and strength into the body of a tiny baby. The infinite God became a finite man. Jesus' body was made up of the same DNA as yours and mine. It was subject to all the same weaknesses, all the same temptations, hungers, and thirsts, and yet he managed to live a perfect life, not sinning once in his human body. And because Jesus was sinless, he was the one person who could be close to God. He was the one person who didn't deserve any punishment from God. Yet it was God's plan to take all the punishment that your and my sins deserve and lay it not on us, but on his perfect son. After living a spotless life, Jesus died on the cross, and in so doing, took on himself the punishment that our sins deserve. You can think of it as an incredible swap. Jesus took on himself the punishment that our sins deserve so that we could take on the close relationship with God that Jesus himself deserved. This is really good news, but it gets even better. So Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin, but three days after he died, he rose to life again. This was to show that God is more powerful than sin and death. Jesus has victory over sin. His life is stronger even than death. And now, instead of punishment, God freely offers eternal life for anyone who believes in his son Jesus. This is the best news the world has ever heard. It's truly the climax of all of history. So we've heard about the bad news, and we've heard about the incredible good news. Now we will going to spend the rest of our time today talking about the effect or the result of believing this good news and how we can respond to it. So the effect. The angel said this message is a message of great joy. Many of us are only familiar with the kind of happiness in our life that depends on our circumstances. For instance, the happiness of going on vacation or the happiness of a relationship status. But vacations come to an end, and even the most promising relationships inevitably disappoint at times. Happiness that's based on our circumstances, it is inconsistent. It's up and it's down. But there's a different kind of joy that the good news of Jesus brings. This joy is constant and steadfast because it's not tied to a changing circumstance. It's tied to a fixed, unchanging, historical event, the life, the death, and the resurrected life of Jesus Christ. Believing the good news that Jesus has come to rescue you from punishment and bring you back into a close relationship with God brings a kind of joy into your life like nothing else. Jesus has solved your greatest, worst, eternal problem when he died and rose again, then your joy has a secure foundation. Think of it. If you believe that God has already taken care of your greatest, eternal need in sending his son, how much more will he be sure to help you and care for you tenderly in whatever difficulties this life may bring? You can walk through life then with a confident joy, knowing that regardless of the ups and the downs, God is with you, and he's for you. I'm not pretending it's easy. It's not. But because of the good news, you can experience a deep, soul-anchoring joy in the midst of life's greatest storms and sorrows. Not only does believing the good news give us confidence to face difficult circumstances with joy, it also transforms your ordinary, everyday life. If you believe the good news, the power of its message is meant to permeate into every part of your life. Every day can be marked by joyful gratitude as you remember, I've been forgiven a debt I could never have repaid. Every day can be marked by the incredible joy of having a close, personal relationship with the one who knows you better than anyone else, and who treasured you enough to give up his own son to rescue you back to himself. Every day can be marked by joyful anticipation as you hold on to the real promise that for any who put their trust in Jesus, the best is yet to come. And God is preparing eternal joy, especially for you in His eternal kingdom. These are just a few of the wonderful, countless promises that the good news brings. God's means for these promises to go deep into your soul. And then permeate into every fiber of your life and have it just spill over with joy into your ordinary daily life. So, if the effect or the result of believing the good news is incredible, deep, abiding joy, let's just talk for our few last minutes about our response. The angel said, The good news is for all people. But though this message is meant for everyone, it will only bring great joy to those who believe it. So how? How do you believe this good news? It's actually very simple. First, simply admit to God that you're messed up. Admit you aren't perfect. Admit your choices to do what you want above what God wants are sin and deserve punishment from Him. Admit that you've messed up your relationship with God And you can't do enough good things to earn your way back to him. Second, simply believe that God sent his son, Jesus, into our world to live the perfect life that you couldn't live. Believe that Jesus died in your place for your sins. And believe that Jesus rose to life again and promises eternal life for any who put their trust in him and receive his plan of rescue. Third, that's actually it. (laughs) See, I told you, it was simple. (laughs) Simply admit and believe. Admit you're a sinner and believe in Jesus for your forgiveness. Doing this is the start of a wonderful, satisfying, lifelong relationship with God. He promises closeness and joy to any who seek him through his son. If you've never considered this good news for yourself today, I encourage you, I urge you, don't dismiss this too quickly as a religious fairy tale or church jargon. Take time to really think about the world we live in, your own life, and God's free offer of salvation in his son Jesus. This is the rescue plan he has provided. For those of you here today who would say that you do believe this good news, I encourage you to consider if your daily life is being transformed by the message of Jesus. Do you regularly think about this good news and allow its wonderful message to sink deep into your heart and soul and then spill over with joy into every part of your life? Is your ordinary life marked by the joy of knowing God right there in the midst of your dishes and laundry and parenting and work? God wants to walk every day with you. Is your heart tossed up and down with each change in circumstance, or do you have a secure and confident joy of believing the good news? God offers this people or I'm sorry, God offers this good news to all people, all people. No one's excluded. God sent His angel to appear to shepherds of all people. At that time, in societies, shepherds were very low. They were considered second-class citizens. They weren't even able to testify in a legal court. And yet, this is the group of people that God chose to make his announcement of good news. I hope you see that regardless of what your past holds, no matter how bad you feel you are, how undeserving you might think you are, or maybe how good you feel, God is making his message of good news in Christ available to you today. All you have to do is simply admit and believe. At this time of year, we can feel more comfortable or inclined to think about the baby Jesus born in the manger. And while the nativity is a wonderful part of this story, let's remember the whole story today. Let's remember the hopelessly bad news that's hanging over each one of us. Let's remember the personal love that God has for you that caused him to willingly send his son across galaxies and eternity, to rescue you back to himself. Let's remember the free gift of forgiveness and eternal life that God is offering you today simply by believing this good news. Let me close with the words of the angel when this wonderful announcement was first proclaimed thousands of years ago today. uh, these, These words are just as true for us today as they were when the shepherds first heard them. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to be born as a human in our messed up world and bring us back close to you. Thank you, Jesus, for solving our biggest need by coming and living the perfect life and dying in our place. Thank you for being more powerful than death and rising from the dead and now promising eternal life for any who put their hope in you. This good news is the most priceless gift. No one deserves it. None of us can repay you for it. Help us to humbly receive it and rejoice in it. Lord, I pray you would help us today to see Jesus very clearly Help us, each one of us, to understand and believe the good news. Transform our lives through the great joy that comes from believing the good news and then living every day in close relationship with you. This is only possible because of Jesus. So we celebrate him today, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, let's spend just a couple more minutes